bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. This is the Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. Sponsored by Concordia University on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Today is Truth Roundtable, and we're going to be taking a look at 2022. I have three, well, maybe four if, if DZ jumps in. I have three, maybe four of people. I probably shouldn't tell them I like them because then they're going to be all mushy and stuff. But we have from Beautifully Blended, the magnanimous, the stupendous, the effervescent, there's a, there, there's a new one, um, Nolita Franz. So thanks for being here. Appreciate you being here today. Thank you for having me. All right. We also have, believe it or not, finally, I still don't know what that is, but um, <laughs> Mike Spaulding from, well, who are you from now? Are you the assistant? I'm the program assistant program director, director at WTMJ. And now, and former... Managing editor, managing yeah. editor, yeah, still managing, still editor, doing the whole thing, thing yeah, still doing all of it, yeah. like everybody in the radio, twelve things, yeah, one title, just add another thing, add another just one, add right, another one. I still don't know what that is. Like Tori uses that and it turns on, and I just don't really. It's like a bat signal. I don't know. That's Puts the galaxy up there. <laughs> on the Does he do a show in the dark? Yes. yes. Basically. Oh, okay. And then all it right. turns on the lamp and all kind of weird stuff. I'm just weird. I, I like probably shouldn't say weird. I like the vibe. I should say that. Okay. Um, and we also have, I, I still don't know what your title is because it changes every six months. Oh, it's been it's been solid for a year now. Director of content of the new 1017 The Truth. Oh, 
You're not but the I'm, operations manager? I am not the uh, operations manager. I started off as operations manager. Okay. Now, now you're director of content. Director of content. Also, the new 1017 The Truth. Troublemaker as well. Troublemaker. Yeah, they, good they say, uh, Kyle Wallace is back, so we know we're going to have trouble today. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to be nice today. But you did, you know, you caught me a little bit off guard. But I'm gonna be. Uh, How I I'm catch a, you off guard? No, I'm be, I'm gonna be nice today. I don't I have an email. How, see, now he. Gonna I don't have a strong back. opinion today like that. Did I send an email when you were here? Or <laughs> it's terrible, isn't it? All right, so let me see. When did I send that? Email? That first email got sent. Ooh, what a week ago, November sixteenth. Oh, oh wow, I'm done. Okay, that was a while ago. He looked at his phone and said, man, forget him. He, he did have somewhere to be I, so in his defense, in your defense. on another continent. Big deal. World yeah. traveler. I sure Troubadour. was. I was on another sh- continent. No, I Big sure deal. was. Where were you? Where'd was, you go? I was in Nigeria. You know, I just nice. went to Nigeria. Just a little quick something. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I went I went right. to Nigeria for about 10 days. He woke up and said, you know what? I'm out of here. And then got on a plane. What was the most memorable part of your trip? Uh, honestly, it was being... In uh in the culture there mm-hmm. and being amongst the people there and just having to I mean I really got to for a little bit live in the way that they get to just live their lives on a day to day and just really seeing black people everywhere that was something that you know is different when I got on a plane we walked at, through the airport at DC and all we saw was black people I'm like oh yeah we're going into a whole another world and when you're there it's like oh wow this is this is what a black nation a black country and black excellence looks like and one thing I will say is how much I did enjoy my experience there. I do still enjoy the black experience here in America. Like I, I think there's nothing, nothing like it because the poverty, their low is low. Mm. Like our low here, yeah, we have those who struggle with addiction, those who struggle with homelessness, but we still have many more opportunities here, and we have an actual voice here that we can try to use. And that was a fight and a battle. Where there, if you are in the lower class, you are voiceless. Like there is no real uprising. There is, there's just people living day to day. So I do value the fact that I have the opportunity to live here in America every single day. It sounds like it was a like from a cultural perspective, you you came back with, you know, a new a found appreciation, perhaps. I ain't gonna lie or? to you. Every time I leave America and go anywhere, whether it's Europe sure. or whether it's the going to Jamaica, whether it's going to Cuba, I always come back having an appreciation for America just because it's, you know, we have, we have so much here that we, I think we take for granted the fact that we just have access to clean water, like, Oh, drinking water, like, Oh, toilets that so, flush some, and work some, correctly. Some places. Uh, right. Yeah, some places yeah. No, like for real, we got they, lead, we, yeah. but for real, like, come on. If, if I had to choose between drinking lead in the water or drinking the water over there, that could potentially give me a parasite. Right. I'm going to drink the lead in the water. You know for what I'm sure, saying? Like that, sure. that's, that's where we're at. We're t- and lead is not great, but that is, even a benefit that we have here that at least that we have drinking water that we should not be drinking, but you know, it's, it's stark contrast. Yes. Yes. So understood, but I I love my experience and thank you so much for asking. I tell everybody to go make that trip to somewhere in Africa. Truth in the afternoon with Nolita Franz. I mean, Dr. Ken Harris, because, I mean, that's some great interviewing. See, just the slider right She got me going. She can, look like, like you got a little radio career going. So I'm talking about, 833-212-1017. 833-212-1017. We're going to be looking at the year. We're going to be looking at the year and, and, and how, it, how it kind of shook out or how it didn't shake out. Uh, we've got some things in the news today that are kind of different. Milwaukee makes formal challenge to 2020 census count. I guess he never noticed people were leaving Milwaukee, but now he says it's wrong. Hmm. Interesting. So we're going to be covering that. But my first question before we go to break that we'll cover 
from every perspective is Mike Spaulding. So, oh, Mike, oh. you've been here. You've you've been at at mm-hmm. six twenty and with Good Karma Brands for seven years. Seven years, yes, sir. And so you've lived in Milwaukee. You're a proud <clears throat> Redbird of Illinois State University. Yes, that's true. Okay. Also proud Milwaukeean and proud Milwaukeean. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you've you've seen the city from a different perspective, being being white and Chinese and a citizen of Milwaukee and yeah. you know. But you were great. You went to school in Illinois, so that was a wonderful thing. But but what is your perspective? I'm interested in seeing how you perceive the black agenda for Milwaukee. How have we fared in the last year? Oh, you're starting with me? <laughs> no, no, no. We're going to get to you after the break. We're okay, go all right. Thank you. First. We're going to give you at least three minutes to think about it. Um, but those types of things, we're going to be looking at that. Nolita, I'm interested in hearing from you as it relates to um, how things occurred in the city with like election exhaustion. Like, are you tired of voting? I'm tired of voting. If I hear election one more time, I'm a scream, but then we got one coming up in April. So I'm not really feeling that. And then I'm a, I want to really harass Kyle about what the future looks like. If we can jump to, what is this? December 20th, 2023. That's a hint for all of you. What will Milwaukee be like? Like, what will the city look like? Because we've spent a lot of time looking back, and that's what we'll do today, look back and look at 2022, but we've spent an inordinate amount of time looking at the bad things that have happened, right? We compare, you know, the homicide rate, you know, three years in a row, all these things, but what, what are there some positive things that are going to happen, and what will the city look like December 20th? I guess technically a year would be December 19th, but anyway. Um, in 2023, what do we have to look at? And then finally, we'll look at the winners and losers. Each of you will get to choose who you think your winner is for 2022 and who your loser is. Just so you know, it can't be me. (laughs) Kyle had that look. Yep. I know who to pick already. Does it only have to be one? Oh no, you can have more than one winner and you can have more than one loser. And it's okay that we even choose some of the same people because I'm pretty sure um, it's a winners is a short list. Losers is not. So you're listening to truth <laughs> in the afternoon truth roundtable right here on the new one Oh one seven. The truth. This is the truth roundtable on the new one Oh one seven. The truth, the truth app and one Oh one seven. The truth.com. You are listening to the Truth Roundtable on the new 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. Was she hollering at you? I fell down the stairs going up a little bit and my back hurt now. Uh-oh. Hey, you like half my age. Yeah, I know. I'm concerned. Wow. 
Very so, concerned. So basically, I can get up the stairs and down the stairs faster than you. Right I was now. moving too fast. I, I uh, stopped and talked to Zach, and I had to go grab my computer. I didn't want to be late coming back. That's the excuse. We now I missed a step. Okay. Are right, you listening to Truth in the Afternoon Truth Roundtable? Uh, what's your name again? Um, Kyle, the, the 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 content guy. I got to come up with a name. Somebody said Theo's in the house, but I'm not gonna say this. <laughs> <laughs> It's an inside joke. Um, Kyle Wallace, director of content for the new 1017, The Truth, Nolita Franz, beautifully blended. And the assistant program director. Yes, sir. For 620 WTMJ. That's it. We also got DZ in the house. What's up, DZ? Where about GDK? You already know, man. All right. So before we took the break, we were, we were, <laughs> what's, what's funny? <laughs> I like his voice. It's always nice when he jumps in. Wow. <laughs> DZ's voice? Yeah. Wow. You don't like my voice? Of course, Kyle. Don't say that because I've got my parents, not my parents, wow. my dad and my brother made fun of my voice growing up. So I don't make fun of I need, it now, I, need, I need this for you to, <laughs> to say my voice is decent. Your well. voice is equally Thank you. nice. Thank you. You hear that, DZ? <laughs> Thank you for the validation. And remind him that a broken clock is right twice a day. <laughs> no bells today. Can't stand that bell. No bell. Thank you. <sighs> Ding and everything. This is the Truth Roundtable <laughs> on the new 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Sometime this week, right? 833-212-10. We just having fun today. It's, it's almost Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Kyle over here blowing up the light. Got all these reindeer on and all that and snowflakes and extremely festive over here, Kyle. Extremely, extremely, festive. yeah, yeah. Wow. I do this every year, the week of Christmas, going into Christmas. Make I wear sure not to be here next year. You know, I wear. I, I wore one yesterday. <laughs> Obviously, didn't stand out as much, and I'm wearing one again. You tomorrow. wore one yesterday. I, I don't. Did. I don't. I don't recall. It had some snowflakes on it. It was blue, right? Yeah, yeah. It was. Oh, one of us notices, Kyle. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I no never problem. notice. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds personal. Um, before we go to break, first of all, Derek said congratulations, Kyle, for heading over to the motherland and seeing what's going on. I don't know why. So what's the black agenda for Milwaukee? Like, where are we going? The next year, what do you expect to happen in Milwaukee? So My, you're asking me first. Yes. I'm going to give you a, an answer, non-answer. I think the black agenda for Milwaukee is all of our agendas because – for the first time ever, there is a, a black mayor combined with a black county executive and a black county board chairwoman as well. So mm-hmm. if there's ever going to be a time for – and I, I hate the word agenda. I don't know if everyone else feels the same way. Because, <laughs> no, it feels like nefarious when you say like agenda, like there's people meeting in a room and deciding these things behind closed doors. But I, I do think if there's ever going to be an opportunity to make this city feel whole, uh, if you would, I, mm-hmm. I think the time is, if not – 2023 then win right i mean there are people who have the power and the ability to make decisions and i think now is the time to be able to do that but when you're talking about what i think could make milwaukee a little bit better uh, would be making the city feel connected as one as opposed to saying you know it's always interesting to me that the when you say the north side of milwaukee it's like a 20 square mile place but when you talk about the east side of milwaukee people can like name neighborhoods right right and so making it not the North side is this whole huge conglomerate that also includes like Glendale sometimes I feel like, and 
stuff like that. I, I think finding a way to make that feel like it's part of the city and not in other an othered area, it should be really important for us. But the media plays a huge part in that. No, absolutely they do, because people don't want to go over there and cover stories. And oftentimes I think it is a, a uh, referendum. Wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. You were the first journalist I've ever heard say that publicly, that people didn't want to go over there and cover stories. Well, I, I think it's twofold. One, you're you're connecting with a different audience and you have to have different connections. And, and I think it's a referendum on media representation. And, and stations have gotten a lot better. I, I will admit mm-hmm. that over the past several years, there's been a conscious eye put on what do newsrooms look like and sound like. Whether they've been successful or not is another story. But I, there has been the effort there to do so. Um, and, I, and I just think that uh, I lost my train of thought. You got me all, got me all shook up, Ken. Discombobulated? Yeah, discombobulated. No, but I, I, I do think that you it, it requires you to look and be different than what mm-hmm. they what they traditionally have been because you're not going to make those connections because yeah. it's just easier if you're reporting on things that you know and you feel and you have connections with. Which, so I think what you guys do with the truth, I'm not sucking up to you, is so important because you're giving a voice, right, to True. people who haven't always had... Right. I'm getting head shakes. Oh, yeah. That wasn't a huge oh, yeah. compliment to Ken, I promise. Uh, no, but I... I, I Actually, I, it was to him. Because he's the director of content. Yeah. He's the reason why we're here. You're getting a head shake, Kyle. No, but anyway, that's like my that's my yeah. answer. That's my politician answer. Okay. I think sometime between now and five o'clock we'll get the real one. But what about you, Nolita? How 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 does Milwaukee um present itself over the next year? We've got things going on nationally with with elections, with uh fighting, just paying for government. You got the city, you got the state fighting over shared revenue, you got all those things. I think what would be amazing to see for 2023 for the black agenda, specifically in our community, is a true push on financial wellness um, and financial freedom. And I don't feel like that's discussed and talked about enough. I really think that, you know, we are in a precarious sort of situation where, you know, we've long sort of lent, leaned on government for, you know, direction in these spaces. And I think it's time that we kind of take ownership and control of how we want to move forward as a community. Um, And it starts with financial wellness and being solid. Um, I think there will also be a a push uh, for jobs, but not just basic jobs, but really good jobs and good paying jobs. You know, I think the pandemic showed us that we have choices. So times are done for people going to a job and staying for 30 years and getting your gold watch and retiring. You know, people understand they have options now. So um, really stepping outside of that that box. I think you're also going to see influx of people both in and out of the city, unfortunately, you know, because can we say that we've made Milwaukee that destination for, you know, black talent? I can't. (laughs) <laughs> officially say that we have um or unofficially I either i know we're, i know we're working towards it so i think you're going to see an influx both right. in and out um but i think we need to focus on that financial wellness uh for our community for 2023 okay kyle yeah no i, I think we're we need to do in 2023 there needs to be an emphasis on reinvesting in the youth in a sense of we need to reinvest in the youth by having them have opportunities to do something and giving them a future. Because I feel like we're at the point now where 
Um, we were talking about 12-year-olds and 13-year-olds stealing cars during this pandemic. And now we're seeing during this pandemic that it's not just Milwaukee students, but a lot of students are behind. They just had a report talking about students having to deal with mental health as well. So we need to reinvest right. in our in our youth to get them back on track academically, mentally, and then physically giving them something to do. Because right now where we're at as a city, is we're not in a good place because if we have a youth that is not where they need to be academically, their outlets to do things may be crime. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? People have a lot of fun, but, you know, we, we got to get these kids refocused on a future career path. And and this is no knock on MPS, but MPS enrollment is dropping right now as well. So we have and that's the district that right now educates a lot of students. So we need to have these, this investment that Mike was just talking about. We have all these black leaders, right? Well, I need these black leaders talking about how the future of their districts are going to look 10 years from now. And that starts with those 12 year olds. That's the kids in middle school and those high school students as well. You know, Lita talked about financial. Well, how can we prepare these students for their financial future as well? Because right now we're in a bad place as a city where we're seeing over 200 murders in our city and it's not going down. It's actually going up. And when you look at other cities across America that are large cities, you don't always see the same trend. You can look at Madison and again, Madison is not Milwaukee. They have different economics, but they saw their murders go down. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so we, what we have to do as a city is that we need to come together and reinvest in our future and the future Mm -hmm. is in within the youth. And so whether it's taking drastic measures and I don't think Keith Posley is going to be back next school year. I don't think Keith Posley is leading MPS next school year. To start the school year. And so I think that's that's a, and I like Keith, but I think whoever they bring in next needs to be innovative and understand what we're dealing with and how can we reinvest in our students all the way around to put them in a place to be successful five to seven years from now. Now, that's something the city would do. The, the, well, the the city can be the city needs to be a part of that conversation. Okay. As an alderman, you as an alderman, you need to be a part of that conversation with the schools in your district. You need to make sure you're holding those schools accountable because we need in order for us to thrive as a city, we need for the future right. of the city to be put in a position to be able to thrive. But they, the problem is school boards. The school board blocks everything they try to do. Well, there's, a, I believe, a school board election coming up, too, as well, sometime mm-hmm. soon. And so we we have to use our voices. But if we don't reinvest in our future, we're going to be stuck in the same cycle that we have been in for the last, I would say, 20 plus years where we continue to see failing academics. And I am a proponent of public schools, but... Those schools like Carmen, which is an MPS charter, right. the schools like um, right. Crystal Ray, which won a division right. three or four mm-hmm. soccer state mm-hmm. championship within being in school. Mm-hmm. They only been in school for less than 10 years. Well, those other schools are going to have to be a reality for our black students. You got DSHA, ha- you got Marquette, we, we got all these schools that have been doing it well. Yeah, and we so we have to find a way to prepare our students and reinvest in our students and give them something. And it's, again, it's more than academics, but it's also socially. What can they do outside of the classroom? We lack the funding. MPS, even though we are the largest um, public school system, we have the least amount of funding because here's the problem. Yes, ma'am, because I disagree. That's fine. You always do. Um, (laughs) She know I do. The thought, the thought that I have, uh-huh. the immediate reaction is that, like all of what you said, Kyle, is extremely important. We do need to invest in our youth; they are our future, and we need to make sure that we're cultivating them to be great leaders in this society. Right. The only place I go to is how we have mm. the lead. You know, we struggle with teachers. We struggle with 
dollars. We struggle with offering the type of programming in schools that kids actually are going to gravitate towards. Outside of that, all of the other influence, social media, um, the neighborhood, neighborhood, poverty, family, all of these things. And you wrap those up into a package and you have the perfect recipe for, um, I don't want to say disaster. (laughs) Disaster seems so harsh, but (laughs) it, it does not bode well to say how we're going to get out of this. And I'm not suggesting that I have the answers, but with so much working against mm-hmm. us, I guess that's the question. With so much working ag- against NPS, um, like what's what's the first thing? If we're going to say, hey, this is low-hanging fruit, we can, we can solve this one thing mm-hmm. first quarter of 2023, what would that be? Like what do, you, what, what do we go after first? Here's my thing. Yeah. We, we had a, I'm sorry, Mike. We had a referendum where we gave NPS more money, I believe, back sure in did. 2020. And so I and and, and I, the funding and the funding thing for me, and again, I am a proponent. I did not go to NPS, but I'm a proponent of it, of NPS, because I believe that it's important. As we need to educate those students, and I want to push students through NPS. But NPS lives in this false reality of who they are and who they're educating. All right. And that's that's where I think the problem the problem is, is that we're not really looking to educate everybody where they're at. We're looking to the focus. I've said this before. The focus is too much on high school to college when you are not a high school to college pipeline. You are not. You're not. That's not what that's not what you are. And so if you're not a high school to college pipeline, statistically speaking, well, how can we make sure that we're serving every student and that's why i think that yes they need more dollars and funding but they also need to invest in understanding who they are and how we need to educate our student best to prepare the student best for the future because every student ain't gonna go to college i want to hear about that pipeline to the great the great um apprenticeships that they have partnerships with Mm -hmm. like i want to hear about those success stories too because if those are on the news and people are hyping up those then maybe we're talking about that the we energies apprenticeship that they have those are the things that we need to talk about as much as possible to get in parents minds and kids minds that there's other opportunities they're having job fairs for the u.s postal service because they're trying to fill roles in the mps students that are graduating should have who are seniors their half their work release it should be getting them in the door for usps so when they graduate in may and june they have a full-time job career they can have like that's what we need to start doing with MPS. and my question back is how then do we cultivate that mindset that is a mindset shift why would i go and work for usps for my 19 dollars an hour when i can go and be a content creator and amass this following and again not every child wants to be a content creator but what I'm saying is there's a very real hold on the psyche of our youth. And until we figure out ways to open up and broaden their horizons, mm-hmm. I think we're going to find ourselves in this precarious situation of yes, USPS. Yes. Uh, the apprenticeship with we energies, but you're going to have some children that just flat out don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Before we go to break, Mike. No, I just wanted to, to, to go back to Kyle's point about the who who is the person to be able to do that. Or maybe, Nalita, you're the one that said it. But it, it, it's going to require that shift that you mentioned that I think is very important, too, is like setting real. I mean, every business does it, right? Like if you run a business and you say this is who we want to be, and then every single quarter you're looking at results that aren't what 
what you think they're going to be or what your stated mission is. Like maybe it's time to reassess the mission, but then that's also going to require a nine-person board. I apologize for not knowing the size of the board of the M- of MPS, but that's going to require a board of a bunch of people who have strong opinions to admit that what they've been doing and working towards for all this time has been wrong and then have a superintendent who's willing to then lay their neck on the line because you're going to catch a ton of flack for it. So I, I think it's going to be a larger mindset issue, but I think laying out those realistic, not even expectations, but a mission statement for you is super important. Truth Roundtable, 833-212-1017, talk and text line. Traffic, weather, and sports, up next. This is the Truth Roundtable on the new 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. More of the Truth Roundtable is next on the new 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Merry Christmas, baby. Should it treat me nice? Merry Christmas, baby. Should it treat me nice? Gave me a diamond ring for Christmas. Now I'm living in. Paradise. Well, I'm feeling mighty fine. Got good music on my radio. You're listening to Truth. Well, I'm feeling mighty Truth Roundtable. Nolita Franz, Kyle Wallace, and the infamous. Infamous? Mike's Balding. Infamous. 833-212-1017 is the number. Talking text line says it's not always about the money. So, I mean, they also are all of a sudden whites are trying to get us to think they care about blacks. If they truly do, then share the wealth. And see, I say, no, show them how to make the wealth. Let them make their own. And we don't have to bother. Now, I know that sounds mean, but if you really want to make people be self-sufficient, give them the tools to be self-sufficient. That means a good education. They say we leaned on government. We were made to depend on them. We didn't have a choice when they cut jobs and caused our fathers to have to leave. It's not always about the money. Oh, well, go, go ahead. I'm going to let you go. It's kind of about the money. It's always about a little the money. bit. It's always about the money. It doesn't have to be a lot of money, but I think the, the financial wellness point, Nolita, that you made earlier, is important. Like I, I, you know, if you just asked a random fifteen-year-old how much do you think it costs to fill up your car with gas, or what does <laughs> rent look like, no one would know that, right? You know, so right. introducing some sort of financial wellness class or what I don't, I don't know if classes or whatever it is would be important because you can kind of get a little bit more perspective because at 14, 15 years old, your perspective on the world is. Different and certainly hopefully different than what it would be when you're 22, 23, 25, 35, when you're really starting to make some money, you know, knowing what to do and how to do and responsibly 
uh, use that whatever money you're making is is equally as important to just finding the job in and of itself. But I guess the question is, how did we even get to the point where we stopped teaching it? I remember being in school, we got taught that. Home economics, checkbooks, money, all that well, basic that, stuff. That's a far cry. Like balancing balancing your checkbook and learning how to, you know, mm-hmm. bake a cake or something, whatever they teaching you in home economics is a, is a far cry from understanding how money works as a tool. But that's and where it how, starts. But I don't believe that there that's, is inherent it, value. You make me think back to to high school or middle school right. and I'm going to say no. Exactly. Or maybe yes and I just don't remember, but I think they cut it out by then. Perhaps. When I was in school back in the olden days, I know Kyle, back in the olden and, days. And they, they actually you had to learn all that how the market worked. Investing. Oh, they're no. Oh. Was that a class? Or they're was not, it, they're yes. not doing. Was it a forced class for yes. me? It, it was, was a forced class. Like was if an you option, and it was part of gym. So oh, part of your what? gym, I would be upset. What are you talking? You, 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 you took so the ball out of my hand to go learn math. School in Chicago, we had to take those types of classes, home ec, and we had to take a financial literacy where they basically taught you in home ec everything about a house, money, how banks worked, checkbooks, investing, all that. And we did some to, of that. We did some yeah. of that. But we but I also Dare like, I say it's basic. You're getting the very yeah. basic. But that's that's all it, you need. No. That's that's the foundation. That's no. the foundation. These kids aren't gonna think the way you think, making mm. a gazillion dollars a year and you know, all that. Mm. Oh. I must I'm gonna speak that over my life, so I appreciate that. Okay. Uh, that gazillion dollars a year. <laughs> but what I will say is that money and even the way that we use it now, right? You can pay from your phone and do anything like it's it's not even tangible money anymore like who's balancing a checkbook people don't right. t- write checks so what i'm saying is some of that is antiquated thinking the, so what's how antiquated do we, about understanding how to count money no that's not what you said they taught me how to balance my checkbook and are you balancing it right now yes you ain't balancing no your checkbook Come now on. you got a paper <laughs> checkbook no. you got a paper checkbook show me stop. the balance show me you counting the balance still. i need you to stop i go through no, i want everything. you everything i make sure everything me, is in the right but you use the going. app come on now you use the app you're you missing the point the no. no you're missing no. the point let me finish you're making the mistake that most people make is they think technology is what it is. But if you don't understand the concept behind it, it doesn't matter. You still are losing. But aren't, I can still steal money from you with a cash app just like I aren't can we with talking a about, We're talking about understanding money. Fundamentally, we might be talking about how to get at it differently. But financial wellness, financial freedom, understanding how money works, is not understanding built money is a tool. I don't I'd never said it was. When did I, I say that? Well, I actually, I actually think it is built through technology because technology includes YouTube okay. and watching stuff and figuring things out. That's a lot of us. We get our information from technology. That's so just a channel. But the, it, 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 it is. A, it, it is a channel. But people aren't. Uh, most people are learning. Most most people nowadays under the age of thirty five are learning. Are, are learning through. Right social media and people are telling us versus us reading a book. We're Correct. learning how to do things. And so for me, I love, I absolutely love us using an app. I've never written sure. a check a day in my life. Right. Really? My parents. Really? Well, never. For what? But I, I, mean, I, also, I, I No, I asked my parents for the but check. But I can also. Go, go ahead. You, you could pay ahead. every everything be paid online. I asked if I need a check, I always used to say, hey, can I get a check for my parents? It's rare in my life that I need a check. Where's your budget? 
Where's my budget at? Exactly. I mean, I, I keep done. my budget in my. I keep my budget. I I can go <laughs> nah, to. I'm I done. go yeah, to my app. Do you have to have a tangible budget though? No, no it don't have to be tangible. My point is, it's got to be written. Somewhere. He has to. No, he Listen, has what to I'm know what to come in, what's is, coming in and what's going what out. I'm making sure that it balances out. What I'm trying out. to explain. Spend. We're saying the same thing. You all are the ones arguing. It's about the concept <laughs> behind it. Some. It's about the concept behind it that needs to be taught, and we're not teaching that. That. It doesn't matter if it's technology. It doesn't matter if it's checks. Don't be calling stuff antiquated. Hey, I'm and when you, you and when you get done, that's exactly what I said before. That's not the point. Put, you said we was gonna put, argue. Take your get off the soapbox. Is Cal kick it away from under him? Look, <laughs> this is we're saying as you just mentioned the same thing, and, and that is when did I yell? Oh, now she gonna talk soft. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you're you're listening to the Truth Roundtable. In 2023, I want to hear when we come back from the break, the one thing we need to do financially to fix it, because we can we can talk about it all. But what's the one thing that has to happen? Does it have to be a class? Does it have to be a seminar? Like, I don't know. You're listening to Truth Roundtable. I'm Dr. Ken Harris. You are listening to the Truth Roundtable on the new 1017 The Truth, the Truth app and 1017thetruth.com. This is the Truth Roundtable on the new 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. To Truth Roundtable on the new 1017 The Truth. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. We got a whole passel of people up in here now. What's going on? The world come to an end? No, we're just, we're just hanging out. <laughs> Nolita Franz, Kyle Wallace, and Mike Spaulding are here this afternoon. Yeah, I'm looking at this weather thing, and I don't know if I'm going to be. Are we going to be here Thursday? I'm going to be here Thursday. I'm coming to work no matter what, Thursday and Friday. I don't care if snow is up to my eyeballs. I'm coming to work. Gang, that's what gang, I that's do. what I like, Ken. That's what I'm talking about. I, I gave you an offer of a kidding. You said, I'm coming. I, I got like my own. You. How you going? No, no, no I'm, that's what I'm saying. You to use yours from home. <laughs> hey, I'm going to offer you a car. I already got a car. Right, I'm going to offer you your car. <laughs> I got to get him. It's the only time I get to get him because I'm in control of something. I can push a button. But then, uh, I can have them turn your mic off, too. I can go home. Turn it off. All right. It's the, Turn it's it the, off. Turn okay, it bye. off. Press it. Yeah. It's Kyle Wallace. Show. Truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris, the Truth Roundtable. I am Kyle Wallace. With me is Lolita Franz. And then also we have the magnanimous nice. Mike Spaulding wow. from the 620 WTMJ Newsroom Managing Editor. We're having this conversation right, you with can't, the you can't, you can't steal my words and the <laughs> show at the same time. You got to come up with your own words. <laughs> The stupendous, <laughs> the magnanimous, the you you gotta you gotta you, we we need a towel and a tourniquet too. We need a t- <laughs> so somebody needs a band aid and now we need a tourniquet. 
Can you put a tourniquet on a finger? Sure. A tourniquet? That's all you're doing is tying it off, right? Yeah, but then it'll turn all blue and... Okay. All right. Is that like a nail thing or a... Or a, or a... Don't get out your business. You got the band-aid. We good. He all up in your business. Putting it out there. All right. We only got about three more bandits. What were we even talking about? Money. Mm-hmm. How yeah. is... How are we going to... Can, can everybody take 30 seconds and just give me one way we can change 2023 for black Milwaukee as it relates to money and wealth? How, More how responsible redevelopment. Okay. Like, don't... don't Redevelopment doesn't always mean tear down what's already standing and build something new right. that people can't then afford to live in. I think one of the issues is you're building... If you're tearing down homes because they're in rough shape, but you're then refitting re, uh, that property with an apartment complex where rent is going to be twice as high as what people's mortgages were or previous rent was at a home. Defeats the purpose. You're not really yeah. teaching people. What you're teaching them is if a rich guy comes in with more money and wants to do something, they can take whatever you have away from you. So I think that's just the mm. wrong message. You're not giving anyone an opportunity to learn and grow. We talked about home ownership earlier. And I think that's a a big one with understanding how money works is having something to call your own, not just being moved out because the city says it wants something better. That's a, that's a nasty message. No leader. Pay equity. Mm. Closing, closing the gap um, between African-Americans and other, but specifically other people. Yes. Other people. Um, okay. Kyle? Yeah, I think we need to talk about having skin in the game and having, uh, you know, again, I come off as rough when I say this, but I believe that we need to financially provide people with opportunities, um, but also people and in, 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 in also money. And I'm all for providing people with, you know, assistance to help, but they got to have some skin in the game where it does not become a lifestyle. So we need to, you know, we need to make sure that we're helping people thrive but also making sure that people are trying to help themselves thrive as well and i think that just comes with making sure that we're financially supporting people when they need that support and not actually chastising them and coming hard on them making them feel feel bad in their time of need but didn't someone come online um, and make a comment that you know uh, from a historical perspective black people were taught to be dependent on Mm -hmm. government government aid Um, absolutely they were made a lot of promises we got about a minute I was just pointing that out because a, a little bit of that is a mindset shift from the, our community. You know, we got to not fall into that. That trap of always having someone else pay for it. I wouldn't say it that way, but yeah, I guess you could say <laughs> it that way. Um, but understanding that it's a means to an end. And for some folks, you know, we got in a situation where it Become just a became a lifestyle yeah. and so it's a mindset shift yes it is so when we come back after the uh news at the top of the hour we're gonna we're gonna look at 2023 milwaukee if you were to wake up a year from now what would milwaukee look like 833-212-1017 is the number we've got kyle wallace nolita franz and mike spaulding here i'm here dr ken harris we might even hear from dz in the five o'clock hour he might have something to say. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon, and this is the Truth Roundtable. More of the Truth Roundtable is next on the new 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.